All right, Ron, I am so excited today. Like, I just can't share my excitement enough through the microphone. We are joined by Alex Elliott, and she is amazingly an overnight success that only took 14 years, and I, I can't believe she graced us to be on our show. Corey, you know what was amazing is, one, is she's just such a real person. When you get to talk to her, she's just so genuine and how she speaks and what she's talking about. And you could totally tell she truly wants to help people. And she even gets into the, you know, survivor's guilt that she's feeling right now as an ex nurse, but she's going to help so many more people through this. And after this whole pandemic thing, because of what she's doing. Absolutely. I know she's helping every single day with what she's doing. So, Let's get to it. Have you ever wondered how highly successful entrepreneurs think? So did we. So we asked hundreds of entrepreneurs a very simple question. If they had perfect hindsight, what advice would they give themselves? I am Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. Join us on our journey implementing and sharing all of our learnings while we hack our hindsight along with our guest hindsight to give us all better foresight. Listen along the way as we find and unlock their secrets that made them successful through hidden traffic, joint ventures, and much, much more. This is Hindsight Hacking. Welcome everyone. Welcome back to Hindsight Hacking. And today we are joined by the one, the only Miss Alex Elliott. Now she is an overnight success of probably a dozen years. Uh, she is in the situation because she put in the work. She is in the situation because she is, she went through what many of us are going through now in this crazy world that we're living in. And she's found the way to survive by putting in the work. Alex, thank you so much for joining us thank today. You. <laughs> I am so honored that you're here for us. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm excited to speak to your listeners, your viewers, um, wherever you guys are putting out the awesome content. I cannot wait to serve you and your audience. So it's rock and roll. I love it. Alex, I, uh, when, when Corey said you were coming on the show, I was so honored. I know we met briefly uh, a couple of months ago at Funnel Hacking Live and just yep. your energy and your aura it just like spoke to me. I was like, oh my God, she is amazing. So much energy. She loves people. But for the people that don't know you that's listening to the show, can you give everybody a quick little backstory about you? Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you. Thank you for that intro. It was awesome meeting you at FHL, by the way. That was so much fun. Um, I loved FHL. Who knew that was going to be our last big conference, right? For a little while. Right? <laughs> Who knew? Right. So way to go out on a bang with FHL. That was fun. Um, so yeah. Hey guys, my name is Alex. And like uh, Corey uh, alluded to in the intro, I am definitely an overnight success. Uh, it's actually about 14 years in the making. I tried everything. Digital marketing agency, like you name it, I have done it. I have taken the course on it. I've spent multiple six figures just trying to make it. Had everyone in my life tell me, um, don't you think it's time to give it up? Like, you're, <laughs> like, are you kidding, right? Like, is this the one, this 31st incarnation of your business? Is it going to work? So I understand and empathize with this um, unbelievable learning curve, this, 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 this difficulty of making it online. It was always my dream. So, um, and it was really not until and I don't think that this has to happen for everybody, but 
it did for me. Apparently I was a little hard headed and uh, it was not until I got myself into a very sticky financial situation, literally down to my last thousand dollars where I didn't have a choice. Like, like failure was simply at that point, not a choice. It was going to mean no food, no home, no nothing, right? The savings had been burned through, the 401k had been burned through, all the credit cards were maxed, it was do or die. And so when I got myself into that position and finally threw my last Hail Mary, focused for probably the first time in my life, right? Didn't keep chasing shiny objects, something magical began to happen, right? I started to actually take 20 steps in one direction versus one step in 20 directions, trying to make all the opportunities work, right? And when I began to focus all of my efforts in one thing and, and just kept you know, daily consistent action in one direction, the heavens started to open up, like things started to work, success started to roll in. I was like, what is happening? I've been trying to do this for so long. And then here we are. So uh, my big, the big drum that I beat now is, focus, 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 follow one course until successful. Like, you know, opportunity monogamy, really opportunity monogamy versus opportunity polygamy. Opportunity polygamy was a liar and a thief for 14 years in my life. Opportunity monogamy is what set me free. So here we are. I love that. You, um, you know, the, the, the crazy times, right? Like so many of us, myself included, like we've had these job and now we don't, yeah. and, you know, and so this opportunity, like it's, it's either to you or, or for you. And for, in my opinion, this is for me. Yeah. And so now I can take this time that I so desperately wanted to go and build something. Right. And, um, you know, something that, that as hearing your story in the past, and maybe you can share it with our group is you actually reached out to a fellow person trying to do something similar, but different Doug Botton. And you're like, hey, I want to do this. Can I use this? And then he helped you. And, and something that Ron and I talk about a lot is when we went to Fun and Hockey Live, everyone was so competitive, but not with each other. Like yeah. we all want each other to succeed. Isn't that and, cool? And, you know, and, and so your story is the epitome of that. And that's why it's so cool to have you here to, yeah. to, to if you yeah. can share that. Awesome. So I, I love that story. And it, it's not one that I tell often. So I love that you know it. I think it's cool. Um, so yeah, I have really found, it's very interesting. You know, I, I'm not like a spring chicken. So I've been in different industries. I was in the medical industry for over 12 years. I'm, I'm a board certified nurse practitioner, was an ICU nurse for years. And um, in that environment, it can be very competitive and very hierarchical and very, you know, doggy dog and that kind of thing. So it it is and, and continues to be such a refreshing thing inside of particularly this ClickFunnels community that we are a part of and, and just in general, the, the I am, the internet marketing space. Um, when you come across like, like pockets of just true collaboration and really the ClickFunnels community is very much a pocket of true collaboration. Yeah, we're competitive with ourselves. I'm, I wake up every single day and I'm like, how can I do better than yesterday? How can I beat that girl, right? That, that girl I was yesterday, how can I beat her? right? How can I be better than her? I'm not looking around going, how can I be better than them? Right? Like they're on their own journey. They're doing their own thing. It's how can I be better than me? And I have found oddly enough that how I can beat me yesterday is through collaborating with people who might otherwise on the surface look like my competitors, AKA Doug Bouton, or, you know, I've, I've done JVs, you know, did a JV this week with Blake Newbar with all the, like I've done JVs with all these people who are on the surface, my competitors, but in fact, 
dear friends um, behind the scenes and um, incredible collaborators. And we make lots of money together, have lots of fun, serve one another's audiences. And um, I have just found this game has become so incredibly pleasurable to play when you play with one another and not against one another, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I think that's, again, that was one of my biggest takeaways coming from that conference because myself, I've, I've done the network marketing thing. I, I've yeah. had large organizations in those and we were either a competitive with the next big person sure, or we protected sure. our group and didn't share any secrets. Right. You're right. Right. <laughs> and, and so for us to be able to go and be able to talk to people and ask questions, I really wasn't expecting people to go, well, let me sit down and show you. I was like, yeah, like, let me sketch it out for you. Let me show you what I do. Like so yeah. open with their business. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, just the welcomeness people feel in that community. And, and yeah, we yeah. really appreciated that. Totally. Um, so kind of the times are a little bit different, but you found a way to make everything that's happening, but still serve people and give them something that they can go take action on right away. Yeah through your organic sales machine. So yeah, it's been really interesting. You know, I have a, I have a fully fleshed out value ladder. We have some front of the front end stuff that's um, really inexpensive. We have some mid ticket stuff and then we have some high ticket offers that start at $7,500, right? So we have things all up the value ladder. And obviously as this whole global pandemic and economic crisis have begun to unfold, we have seen in our business, now it doesn't mean you know, that this is globally true. So I don't want anybody to take this globally, but we've just seen in our business that some of the higher ticket stuff, there's been contraction there. There hasn't been a lot of people spending at that point. There's been some spend at the mid ticket, but where we've really seen just a lot of inroads in terms of people still spending is at the lower end of the spectrum, right? So we decided just as a company, you know, my team and I, we were like, all right, now that we see this data coming in, we're obviously going to respond to the data. We're going to begin to shift our messaging. We're not going to spend as much time promoting the high and mid ticket stuff. We're going to put all of our uh, promotional and messaging efforts towards the, the lower ticket stuff. Now, listen, if I was a jerk, um, if I had ego in this game, I'd be like, well, no, da, 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 da. you know, listen, at this point, I don't, I don't care about making that money. Like there are people whose livelihoods have literally vanished in a second. There are, I watch these jobless reports come out and I am horrified, horrified by what is happening to our economy. It will take decades to unbury ourselves from this fallout, right? Like, like just this unbelievable national and international global fallout um, economically from this. So now is not a time to get precious with your ego. Now is not a time to be like, but I, but I deserve to make that money. Now is a time to roll up your sleeves and serve your people who are desperate and serve them at whatever price point they can afford because they need this information to save their business or to live or to feed their family or whatever it is. Right. So, you know, we've gone hard at the very lowest ticket level and it just means cool. I got to hustle harder. I got to do more volume. No problem. Roll up my sleeves. Let's do it. Like I'm up for the challenge. Let's go. And if I can serve people with a $7 blueprint, then cool. Let's change some lives with a $7 blueprint or a, or $197 masterclass or whatever it is, right? Like whatever their budget determines is the level I can serve them at and then some. And, and so that's been really cool. And yeah, the organic sales machine itself, um, is, is this really awesome product that basically takes into account like, hey, I get it. You're a small business owner or you're an entrepreneur 
and you don't have that extra cash to spend on paid ads right now. You can't buy Facebook ads. You can't buy YouTube ads. You, you just can't spend the money maybe on a lead gen agency that you used to spend it on. Like I get it. And so why don't you just put that money away, like save it, pay your employees, do whatever you have to do, like put it away for a rainy day because you'll need it. And instead, let's get you leads organically in a way, like I'll teach you how to do it. So instead of giving you a fish, we're going to teach you how to fish. So for the rest of your life, you can fish for like organic leads yourself and ensure, you know, this unlimited automatic flow when you set things up the way we teach you to set it up. So, um, it's been extremely powerful. I've had, like I was telling you off the air, I've had a lot of people reach out over the last three weeks as this, you know, kind of economic crisis has been unfolding and just be like, yo, I, I had to stop my ads. I can't. Um, and I know you do organic traffic. So like help me set something up organic. Cause I can't, if I don't have leads coming in, <laughs> my guys can't close. Like I, I don't have sales. So, um, it's been really powerful to serve in that way. Um, so that's been fun. You know, even beyond the $7 piece that like you're talking about, how can you, yeah. start, how can you make it an impact? Like just being a part of your Facebook group. I mean, you give, you give stuff away that can change people's lives. Mm. The value you, you, you give in that alone is amazing. So add a $7 thing. And honestly, for everyone that pays attention and, and gets the value and everything that you, you serve up, yeah. a year from now, when they've grown and when they've utilized everything that you're given for free and for $7 or whatever, like as you found, they become your hyper buyers, right? Like they become, like your lives change, right? So why not serve? them at seven dollars like at, this, at a is, this is a conversation it's so funny this is a conversation i was having actually yesterday with someone who um they watched a webinar i did last night and they reached out and they said um they, they were struggling with something some, somewhat related and, and trying to figure out if it was like the right fit for them and this that and the other and um you know the the thing that they were struggling with i just went had a look at it um you know and and i just pulled it up on my screen and I just sat there and I was like, okay, this is the problem. This is the problem. This is the problem. Fix this, fix that, change that, change that. I gave them a full like audit right there on, you know, on message. And she wrote back and she goes, you are the first person who has ever given me value without asking for anything without we, she's like, like I've asked people for help with this and they want to charge me thousands of dollars. And you just literally sat there and just voxed all the things that I needed to do. Like, wow. And she goes, I see why you're so successful because you, just give and the universe takes care of the rest. And I'm like, that's the secret y'all. That's the secret. Just give until it hurts, give until it's literally unreasonable and then occasionally make offers. And you have so totally and ridiculously activated the law of reciprocity in your favor that the universe seeks to write itself all the time. And people are like, oh my gosh, I just have to do this thing because like if, if the free stuff over here is so amazing, like imagine the paid stuff, right? So that's the secret. That's the ticket. Like it's not any more complicated than that. Like that's it. No, I, I love a lot of things you just said. I'm going to hit on a couple of them because I think we talked a little bit before the show. I, I truly believe the world's going to be different. Yeah. Once, once we're out of this, people are going to realize, Hey, uh, are the school systems? I mean, we'll just start there. School systems actually doing what they expect to do. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cause I, I know Corey and I were talking uh, the school, we can get everything done in two hours. So why are they for eight? Why are they there for eight? Is it a babysitting service? Like what's going on? Yeah, it is. Right. And then, uh, people that have been allowed to quote unquote work at home for their companies, companies are going to say, okay, time to come back. And they're like, why? Like why? I'm more productive. I'm able to do things. 
I don't want to do that. Owners are going to say, why am I paying for this big office downtown? Right. My people are like, hello, my expenses. I can drop my expenses. I don't have to pay lights, air conditioning, yep. office space. Like it's going to fundamentally change our global society. We will never yes. go back to the way we were. Absolutely. No. Right. And, and as long as the people that are in it right now, working on their mindset, working on themselves and have good intentions yeah. to help people that's where the universe, God, whatever you believe will come in and bless you in a way that you don't understand because you're not doing it selfishly. Yeah. A, you're not doing it selfishly and B, you're not succumbing to fear. Right. I think, I think like, let's talk about that because, um, and I'll just be very vulnerable and very personal when this whole thing started, um, you know, I've been, I've actually been locked down for four weeks now. I've been in, and part of that is because I, I have a medical background. I saw the writing on the wall way early and I was like, Oh, and then I, I was like, as for me in my house, we're going to stay put. <laughs> so like, that was it. So I just, I handed out a whole bunch of, um, I actually have. So one of the things I took with me from my ICU days was N95 masks. So I had a whole bunch, handed them out to all my friends and family back four weeks ago. They all thought I was insane. Now nobody thinks I'm insane anymore. But I was like, you will all wear these. Don't go outside. Like freaked out on them. And they're like, okay, crazy person. Now they're like, thank you so much. So it's uh, funny how times have changed over the past four weeks. But, you know, what was for me about four weeks ago when all this, when I saw what was starting to happen, I went into a dark place. I'm not even going to lie. I went into a dark place. I probably had a good four days where like, I could have gone either way. Like I could have, I was like, I can try to pull myself out of this or I can just succumb and just get sucked under in the sadness and darkness. And, and I was feeling guilty because I used to be an ICU nurse and like, I should be there with my people. And I'm getting all these messages from my old colleagues and they're, they're on the, like the front lines of this war. And I feel like survivor guilt, you know, like I'm not there. I'm an ICU trained nurse. I should be helping all this stuff that I was going through. And, um, I had just this kind of like come to Jesus moment where I was like, I can either sit here and be consumed by guilt, consumed by fear, completely shut down emotionally and, and just cower in the corner and hide. Or I can like get my ish together, snap out of it. And, you know, I may not be able to go help them in the ICU and run ventilators and save lives anymore, but I know how to save lives online. And so damn it, I better get my ish together, get out of my funk, show up like the leader I know I can be and serve my people. Because that, guess what? As much as they need to be saved in the hospital, they need to be saved in their home too. They need to be saved in their business. They need to be saved economically. And I know how to do that. So I better get myself together. And so I had this like, just, you know, click into place moment where I was like, all right, get out of your funk. Let's go girl. And so I started to show up differently after that moment. But there literally was about a four day period where I was like, I just, I, I just, oh, it was heavy. It was heavy. So I get succumbing to fear. I get the temptation because it's so heavy out there. But as we were talking about off the air, you know, my favorite metaphor for this time period is um, actually the Chinese word for crisis. And the Chinese word for crisis is made up of two individual symbols. The one symbol is danger. Like, yeah, this is a really dangerous period. We can't even go out of our houses. Like it's so dangerous. So it's dangerous. It's dangerous economically, health-wise, like socially, everything. But the other symbol is the symbol for opportunity. And right, like it's so easy to see the danger. Like that's easy. 
Those with sight see the danger. Those with vision see the opportunity, right? And so it is incumbent upon us as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as people who are serving other people to have vision and find the opportunities for service right now, right? And if you come at it with that mindset and if you are looking for unmet needs, unmet needs that have just sprung up because of all of this and you're willing to put in the work and serve your you know, opportunities for remuneration, your opportunities for, um, you know, uh, value exchange down the road and even now are going to be infinite. I, I love that you looked at your background as an RN nurse and you're like, Hey, I should be here. I should be doing this. And yeah, I can understand where you're starting to feel that pressure, but I love that you actually recognize, cause I was, I was taking notes and I was like, the amount of people she's going to help online is going to surpass the amount of people that you could have helped. And it's actually, people are in a very dangerous place right now. If you really think about it, because you know, if you, if you watch whatever news thing you watch, they're polarly opposite messages and they're both polarly probably just as scary, just depending Mm -hmm. which one you watch. Right. Um, The loneliness. I know I have, you know, both my parents are separated. They live alone now. Um, yeah. in their seventies, they can't leave. So we try to FaceTime them as much as possible. Yeah. But now like routines are changed there. Everyone's health could be at risk, Yeah, I mean, but everyone's income is at risk. Like there's so many risk factors yes. right now and service is required on every front of this, uh, of this war that we're fighting, right? Like service is required. So yeah, it got me down for a minute that I couldn't do what I was trained to do. But then I was like, wait, <laughs> you know, others, you have other skills. Let's go like get into, get into mode here and do your thing. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's easy to succumb to the fear. And I, I completely empathize with that tendency, but you know, at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself like, what, like which mindset is most helpful, which mindset serves me the most, the mindset of like cowering and shrinking in fear and like being stuck and paralyzed or the mindset of looking for the opportunities to serve. Listen, nothing obliterates anxiety like action. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. And so the minute you click into gear and can start taking action, even if it's small, you can start to snowball that momentum and get into a place where anxiety is completely um, eliminated through your service of others in action. You, uh, flipping gears a little bit, you actually, like, I I know I look up to you in in your position, like, you know, this is still relatively new, right? Like it's only a couple of years since you've had, you know, or a full 12 months, you know, plus where you've well, had 13 that. months. Yep. <laughs> and so there's a couple of folks that like, I look at from 2020 FHL, like you and Jamie Atkinson and Doug, and, and there's a few of you that in 2019 FHL, you were basically nothing, right? As far as the online. I didn't even go to 2019 FHL. <laughs> The last FHL I went to was 2017. I was a nobody, sat in the back. It was in Dallas. It was a lot smaller than this last FHL. Um, and I sat there and I was like, I saw Liz Benny on stage and I was like, two things. She's going to be my coach one day. I didn't know how, I didn't know whatever, but she's going to be my coach one day. Made that happen last year. And I'm going to be on that stage one day. Those were the two promises I made to myself. I wasn't ready for either of those things. I was still deep in shiny object land. And I hadn't, you know, the pain wasn't great enough. The pain to to push me to change and become who I needed to become to have the things that I wanted to have and do the things I wanted to do was not great enough yet. And so I had to get deeper into my pain to propel me 
to act different, be different, do different, have different. Um, so yeah, last year I was Brooke's joke <laughs> like last year. So yeah, yeah. It's amazing how quickly it can change, right? Like, yeah. and so Ron and I, we've been in the shiny object syndrome for the last year and we've been trying to figure out the direction we're going to go and, and how we are going to serve. Uh, and, and so it's, it's just inspiring to see someone like yourself and we're, so we're like, yes, we want to be on stage and we want to be like Alex. And part of that is how much energy you bring to the table. And so my, my question was a going to be like, how do you, did you make that transition from really just looking up to people to being the one that's looked up to? And then who do you actually, you know, are you being coached by Liz Binney now? Like, is that? I am. (laughs) I am in fact. So, um, that's a, that's a really cool question and it's, it's really interesting. And again, I'm going to be, I'm going to be super honest with you. Like, I don't, I don't flex. I'm not a poser. I'm not a, whatever. like, I'm just me, you know? And, um, (laughs) for example, this week is a really great example. This, the, uh, today's Friday. So on Monday, a few, few days ago, I got to interview my, like my biggest hero in the whole world, um, in my Facebook group. You want to talk about being scared. You want to talk about being nervous. I sweat buckets through that entire interview. I'm talking like, like I hit the off button and I was like, get this shirt off of me. <laughs> like I was soaking wet underneath soaking wet i had the fan going the ac on didn't matter i'm here in south florida so it's hot anyway so i mean i was wetting buckets like it was i was so scared um you might not have seen it on the outside but i was scared so um i still look up to plenty of people like russell brunson being one of them right like you get me in a room with oprah i'll probably pee my pants like so there's plenty of people that i still totally look up to like you know um and I think it's, and sometimes truthfully, there are moments when, when you say something like that, like, oh my gosh, I'll look up to you. And I'm like, wow. like, wow. Like my brain just goes like, what? It's so I'm not sure I've gotten used to it yet. Uh, my experience at FHL was insane. Um, like I'd be walking and people be like, Alex, mama. I had somebody ask me to, in, to autograph something. I was like, what? what? I, I'd go back to my hotel room with my wife and I'd be like, what? Like it just was, I couldn't even handle it. It was just kind of crazy. So um, it's new, it's different, it's fun. It's, um, I feel truthfully an immense sense of responsibility. And I don't know if everybody feels this, but it's just how I'm wired. Now that people know my name, now that people do look up to me, like the, the sense of responsibility on my shoulders is so great, which is truthfully what helped me pull out of that funk because I was like, you got people looking at you, girl. Like, what are you going to just cower? You just going to hide, shrink? Like, what is that? What message does that send? Like that it's okay to do that right now. It's not okay to do that right now. We're leaders. We're entrepreneurs. We, we change the world. I fully subscribe to the idea that entrepreneurs are going to get us out of this, not government, not whatever. Like we're going to be the ones who lead the charge. And so we have like heavy is the head that wears the crown. You've got to you know, take that responsibility really seriously and rise up and be that leader that people need, be that rock that they need to depend on. And I mean, you should see my DMs sometimes. People are hurting right now and they're reaching out and there's like, they're like, what can I do? What can I do? I don't have time to focus on my own. What can I do? I got to make sure I'm serving there. What can I do? Right. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's just a matter of 
Yeah, I still look to, up to plenty of people. It's so crazy to me that people still look up to or look up to me, and I take it as an honor and a responsibility and a full time job to um, maintain that uh, that that responsibility that I have to people to help lead them out of the darkness and and out of the wilderness into some form of stability in such a chaotic time. So that's how I feel. And yes, I'm being coached by Liz Benny right. Um, she is wonderful. I attribute so much of my success in terms of, you know, when I first, when I first, the, the very first call we had, and she said to me, she said, welcome. <laughs> this game is 99% mindset, 1% strategy and tech. That's it. It's like, that's what you need to know. She said, so we're going to spend a whole lot of time between your ears and cleaning up all the crap that you've accumulated and all the crap that's like all the stories you've tell, told yourself and continue to tell yourself and all the reasons why you can't succeed and blah, 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 all the stuff. And we're going to like eradicate that and fill it with just unbelievable self-belief, unbelievable, like belief in your mission, your team, your, your, your offers, like just belief that you can do this right for so long. Part of my problem was I just didn't believe I could do it. I dabble. I wanted it kind of, but I would get scared of it actually. And I'd back away from it right? And I'd sabotage it. Truth, if I'm truthful, I would sabotage it because I didn't see, I secretly didn't believe I could do it. I have a fundamental belief system change now. I believe I can do it. I believe with everything I am that I can do it. I believe if you drop me in the middle of like the ocean with nothing, I'd swim my ass back and I'd figure out how to do it. So when you develop that kind of belief system, like nothing can stop you. Suddenly that which felt hard that might be challenging, but you'll figure it out and you know it. You'll figure it out and you know it. Give it enough time and enough tries, you will figure it out and you know it. So you're not afraid anymore. And so just your, your, your confidence level just changes, it shifts. And once you get there, the game is just maintain that. And you'll fall off the horse a little bit every once in a while. And okay, just get back, get back on the belief horse, keep going, right? That's it. So um, she's been instrumental and uh, keeping me on the belief horse for sure. Gosh, there were so many things I wanted to touch on. So one, I love that you pretty much shattered limited beliefs, right? Because I think that that's the ceiling everyone's got to get through. Huge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I know Corey and I struggle with that. I struggle with that. Um, you know, I, I know nothing about shiny object syndrome or squirreling at all. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, right? I don't nothing. know anything. You're like, I talking about right yeah Corey's like can you just finish this one piece i was like but look at these other 95 other cooler things to do so i understand that now, sos as i call it uh, sos yeah it's a liar and a thief baby liar and oh, a thief it's killing me <laughs> let it go but but the one piece that i love that you understand is the what's the best words to put it your responsibility as a leader yeah. of people because like it or not, you're a leader of, of your tribe, right? That's it. And you're there to serve your tribe. And the That's people it. that do it for the right reasons feel that on their shoulders. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it, it's, it's, it's an unexpected thing. Like, I'll be real with you. I mean, you guys know, like I got into this game because I was on fumes. I needed money. My, my, um, my motivations in the beginning were very self-serving because I was in a bad place. Right. And so I just like, I just remember, Oh my God, I remember in the beginning, like 
just in my head, like if I can just make $5,000 a month, if I could just make $5,000 a month, like that was all I would just tell myself, like that was my big goal. And you know, then you get there or beyond there and you're like, Oh, okay. Like what, what's next? What's my big goal? Like what, what's my driving thing? And suddenly I had all these people following me, whatever. And I was like, Oh, like now it just, it shifted. And I felt my, it was weird. I didn't know I could bring my compassionate, empathetic nursing self to this equation in the beginning. I was going to say the nurse of you came out. The nurse came out in me. It did. And I felt so much more whole and integrated. And I was like, Oh gosh, I can actually be myself in this space. But you know, I think you get in here and you don't know that and you don't trust it. And you just, you're just doing what everybody else is doing. You're like, Oh, you're, you're link barfing and you're spamming. And you're like, you don't know. You don't know what the hell you're doing. You're just like doing right. And, and you do what other people do. Cause you think that's what you do. Right. So once I actually started to have success just by like being my attractive care, I learned about that. I was like, okay, I'll just like try to be myself. Let's see what happens. Like it resonated. I was like, Oh my gosh, I can actually be myself. This is so cool. So I was allowed to be empathetic and, and, and connected and all these things like internet people are my people. And I like, I, I am used to, like as a nurse, like I was used to like touching my patients and being with people in very like vulnerable, intimate moments. And like, you know, having this instant feedback that you made a difference in somebody's life and it was so beautiful and all this stuff. And then here I am like cooped up in an office by myself and I'm like, ah, I need people, I need touch, I need connection, I need intimacy, I need vulnerability, like all these things. So I found a way to recreate that in my own tribe and with my people and it, it worked. So just bringing myself to the equation uh, worked, right? And so uh, I probably just didn't even answer your question. I think I just went off on a complete tangent, but that was here perfect. we are. That was good, it was good. <laughs> actually leads me to my favorite question I get to ask every show. Oh, and, sweet. And, it, and it's regarding hindsight. We all know hindsight's twenty twenty, And so yeah. if you actually had the hindsight and you could go back to Alex of the past, what advice would you give? <laughs> when would you have gone back to give it? Okay. It was what advice would I give and when would I have gone back to give it? Oh, so good. So good. The advice I would have given is, um, <laughs> is this, there are many, 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 many roads to Rome. If you look, you will find numerous examples of successful people in every possible niche, doing every possible thing. So it doesn't really matter what you do, but that you do it with your whole heart, attention, and focus. So you know, it's not like, it's not the method. It's not the tactic. It's not the brand new strategy. It's not the cool new way to make money. That's not it. It's at the end of the day, one of my favorite books is, uh, it's called the millionaire fast lanes by, uh, MJ DeMarco. Read the book. It's just unbelievable. So, and he talks about, look, screw, do what you love. Don't do, do what you love. It's the most self-serving thing on earth. Don't do what you love. Do what the world needs. Right? So, I would have said to young Alex, look for what the world needs. Don't be so self-serving and want to go do what you love and chase the brand new shiny thing. What does the world need right now? Do that. Do it with all your heart, all your attention, all your focus. Don't look left. Don't look right. Put on your horse blinders and go mofo, go. And you will be hard pressed to not be successful. That's what I would have told her. And I would have said it from the beginning. Cause I, you know, like if I'd have done that for the last 14 years, Lord knows, I'd probably be like, you know, hanging out on Necker Island or something <laughs> with, uh, with Mr. Uh, Mr. Branson. 
Yep, exactly. Hanging with Russell on Tony Robbins Island. That's what you would have said. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I'd be over in Fiji hanging with Tony. <laughs> well, I think that was. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's, that's what I would have said from the beginning. Yeah, I think how you explained it and how you would say it was like, boom, right? Not only to me, but I'm sure many listeners out here listening. Um, and I, I truly believe you spoke to someone today and you got a message uh, across to them that they needed to hear. I hope so. I hope so. You that know? is truly like, I will, I will be able to die happy if I know I have changed lives tangibly. Like that is the thing, you yes. know? So there's a wonderful line. Uh, I think it's an Emily Dickinson poem. She says to know that one life have, has, or one creature has breathed easier because I have lived that is, you know, success. And so to know that one person has breathed easier or, or had success because of me, that that's my su- definition of success for sure. Well, um, one question that I've actually been dying to ask, like Ron and I, we know that, um, you know, your, your network is your net worth. We know that JV partnerships, affiliate partnerships, like everything is done better with others. And yeah. you've seemed to really just thrive on that. Like, I mean, you have your own course and you build, help people build their, their Facebook groups and you do your coaching. But I, I feel like many of us or many people only know you because of your partnerships with everyone. Yeah. Yeah, like how do you kind of fall into that, and how how do you find the right people to to maximize that uh, that whole relationship? So I'm going to refer and defer to Russell Brunson. Traffic secrets, right here. Everything you need to know about JVing and Dream 100ing is in this book in exquisite detail. Um, so basically, the, the strategy that I have followed is Russell's Dream 100 strategy. So basically, you um, and, and the way he teaches it in, uh, traffic secrets is slightly different than how I pursued it. It's more refined. And now that I've read this book, I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to do that. <laughs> so, um, basically it is depending upon the platform, right? Whatever platform you are strongest on or most present on or whatever, for me, it's Facebook. Um, you want to find, uh, he calls it the dream 100. It can be a hundred. It can be 700. doesn't matter, but, um, find a hundred influencers who already have your target audience. Like who are the people who have already congregated my ideal customers, right? Who are they? So I made a list of all the people who had already congregated my ideal customers and I made it my job to get them to notice me like my job really. So I went and I followed all of them, friend requested all of them. I made sure, you know, you can set up that they show up first in your feed. So I made sure that all my dream 100 showed up first in my feed. I was engaging with all their stuff, commenting back, asking questions, making them look good. Like just, just whatever I had to do to get on their radar. I did. I would like, I would promote them and tag them. I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I'm in Lisbeth, you know, blah, 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 whatever. I just like, I would buy their stuff. So for example, you buy somebody's course and then you're like, oh my God, Dan Henry's course is amazing. And you tag him and like, he sees it like, like this guy. So you're, you're edifying your dream 100 in a really big way so that they notice you, appreciate you. You're activating law of reciprocity. You're showing up on the radar, all those things. Right. And, um, joined all their groups became an active participant in their groups. I was supporting people, answering questions. I get my rising star badge and all their, and all their groups, making sure that like they knew 
who I was and they appreciated me. I'd like respond to their posts first. I just, I just made it my job to like get in front of these people and then, you know, make sure they noticed me, make sure that I got on podcasts like this, make sure that whatever, like I have had for the last year, a strategy of omnipresence. Like I just, I push harder than most people. I just show up more than most people. It, and it works. It, it, I'm living proof that it works. So pursued a dream 100 strategy. And when it came time, like I, I, I launched my course, my one group away course last year with an army of affiliates, no big JVs, just an army of affiliates. We had a lot of success. And with that success, I came to JVs and I said, Hey, I've got this really awesome course that totally converts. Here's my stats all the way through the funnel. I only offer affiliates 50% on the front end product. I'd like to offer, offer you 50% through the funnel. Here's da, 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 on all the upsells on everything. I've taken everything. I've written all the emails for you. Da, 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 da. Would love to come in your group, give a free webinar. Here's, a, here's my webinar that I give. I've pre-recorded it so you can see what I'll be training on. You can see da, da, da. Um, and served it up on a platter and they were like, oh, hell yeah, let's go. Like, so when you serve their needs, make it easy for them, get on their radar, like all the things, not, did everybody say yes? No, everybody did not say yes. Did I have people like my beloved Spencer Meekum come to me just last week and be like, yo, you know, I really should have promoted that. Like back when you, <laughs> he's like, he's like, people really love that course and I'm kicking myself for not doing it. I'm like, bro, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Like hindsight's 2020. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, so like, but, but, but honestly, like, you know, that's just how the game is played. And so you have, you, you approach a hundred, maybe 30 will write you back and 10 will actually say, yes, cool. Love it. Like, like, like increase your odds by just approaching more people. Is it a lot of hustle in the beginning? Damn well, right. It is. Yeah. It's a lot of hustle. Get used to it. Like it's a lot of work and does it get easier? Absolutely does. Something called momentum. It's beautiful, but momentum, like the hardest part about momentum is pushing the stone up to the top of the mountain. Once you get there, it's all, it's your gravity works for you. Right. And so it's so much, I used to spend 14 days in my group trying to like, ah, all the fit. Like I just spent so much time trying to grow my group. Now there are literal like three days at a time. I don't even go in my group. Right. Like I have my VAs in there as me, but Nobody knows that, right? Like, so life gets easier. It does. Life gets easier when you have built momentum. Yes. But until then, it's a little bit of hustle. So guys, don't get into this game if you don't want to have to hustle in the beginning. Like no, no hustle, no reward. But if you're willing to hustle for it for a little bit and like willing to leverage strategies such as the Dream 100 from Traffic Secrets that actually work, the world is your oyster. Follow up on that question real quick. Um, so now you're on the dream 100 of many people. So how are you responding when you see that exact process happening? Such a good question. Oh, probably my favorite question I've ever gotten. Just going to stop. Just say it. No, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because, um, there is a way to dream 100 and there is a way not to dream 100. And so I think that this is a really under talked about topic and um, it needs to be talked about more because truthfully teach a course to people on how to properly dream 100, right? Like, like we talk about the dream 100, but like nobody tells you step-by-step, step, 
here's what you should do, here's what you should say, here's what you shouldn't say, here's what you should do, here's what you shouldn't do, this is what's gonna get you blocked, this is what's gonna get you actually, you know? So, because I think that people like, they don't put the thought or time into it, and here's what I mean. I actually had this conversation the other day in, my, in, in one of my groups. Um, somebody posted the question, if I wanted to JV with a group owner, like, what would I ask them? And I was like, oh, thank God, I love this question. Let's talk about this. Because I, I frequently see, well, I'll just speak my own experience. I frequently have people who will approach me and say, uh, well, just since you're on a podcast, um, and this is, by the way, not you guys, but just since you're on a podcast, um, we'll use podcasts as an example. It's a really good example. So people will say, hey, Alex, such a fan. I want you to be on my podcast. I want you to be the very first guest. Is that cool? Here's my link. Let's sign up. Yeah? I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, let's, let's break this down. <laughs> like, let's break it down. So here's what's wrong with that. And, and, and if you approach customers like this, you will also have a problem. So you have to think about potential JV partners, potential um, interviewee partners, potential anybody that you talk to ever and want them to do anything for you as prospects. You have to look at them as prospects. Every is your prospect. We are constantly selling, whether it's a product, selling someone an idea, selling someone to do something, like we're constantly selling. So you have to constantly be seeing them as their prospect. And what do we know about prospects? The only thing that prospects ever have in their mind is one question, what's in it for me? And if you come at them with zero what's in it for me, like that request will get ignored nine times out of 10, unless the person is very nice. But not like you have, to, you have to, and you have to also like put yourself in their position. You're getting hit with 30, 40, 60, 100 DMs a day of people asking them to do the very same thing. So the question is, how do I stand out? How do I make this a dead no brainer for them? Or if they, if they say, hey, I just had Katherine Jones on my show. I just had this person on my show. I just had this person. That makes me perk up. I go, oh, okay. They pull in, they pull in heavies. Like, let me see what's up and I'll, I'll investigate, right? So uh, I think you guys uh, interviewed Katherine Jones if I'm not. Yeah. I remember that that made me pay attention to you. I remember. No, the, honestly, because it was like the week before that you reached out, I saw that you had interviewed Katherine Jones. And like, had I not seen that, I probably would have said no. And I'm not, I'm just being honest. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just honestly, because I get so many requests and I'm so busy and all the, th I, I just, but I remembered seeing that and I was like, oh, they pulled Catherine. All right, let's go. Like, it was like that. So I'm just, I mean, I mean, being very like exposing human nature, Yeah. particularly when you're moving fast, man. And I'm moving fast all day. So I see this request and I don't, I don't really have time to like evaluate them other than like, oh yeah, I remember Catherine was there. Let's go. Because if Catherine's doing it, I know it's got to be good. So it's like, boom, you know, so there's that social proof, right? Boom, yeah. social proof. So you want to leverage. So now you guys know you've had Cody, you've had Catherine, you've had me. When you're reaching out to people, y'all better be name dropping. Let them know. Like, let them know what's up. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I have to show you this and I'm going to tease it a little bit. But okay. You, you kind of walked into something Corey and I is working on. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Right. Love so, it. So it's, Love it. it's very much what you just said. Um, but we want people to really focus on that now 22. Yes. There's a yeah. hundred people, but you're, you're sure. not going to get a hundred people. And if you nurture those 22, I right, love it. and we walk you through the steps. So that is one of our courses we're doing. 
You're doing it. Good. This is what you should. So valid idea validation, guys. Go, run, run, run. I I appreciate it. And we and we decided to do it because frankly, that's what we needed when we started. And most of the people that you find, and and I'm gonna ask this question, and normally I don't ask this question, the who you're serving, did you realize or have you realized it's you? Like you're trying to serve people like you. Yeah, I'm serving me like a year ago. Absolutely, 100%. And like not everybody does that, but I think I will say this, when you do choose to do that, when you do choose to serve yourself, uh, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, a year ago, six months ago, whatever it is, um, you have a level of empathy Yes. in terms of your customer avatar development that is hard to have otherwise, right? So, um, I mean, extreme empathy with our customers, extreme obsession with our customers, as Russell talks about, is so important. And having that obsession, that empathy for yourself six, a year ago, 10 years ago, whatever it is, is just, it's a lived experience. It's in your DNA. It's in your bones. You've got it. You feel it. You know it. It may take you a minute to access it, right? So you got to go there, but you know what it felt like. You remember those late nights. You remember crying in the corner. You remember like waking up and not knowing how you're going to pay your bills. You remember the way it felt when your wife looked in your eyes without any belief. And like, like all those feelings, like you can speak to that in your copy in a way that people who didn't live through it can't. Yeah. They just never could because you can access it. So it's powerful. It's very powerful to serve yourself in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I know I didn't follow this dream 100 steps with you very well, but sorry, you, 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 you got lucky. <laughs> you, yeah, we did. You had Catherine on. <laughs> no, uh, all good, man. All good. All right. So if, if you were to leave our audience with two pieces of action for them to go do, Mm. what would it be so two pieces of action give me some guidance two pieces of action finish the sentence that what that helps get them to the next step that helps get them to be comfortable at home in this time when they Mm. don't have what they normally had when they're changing their routines wherever got it got it okay so number one if you are in a nine to five job that is um, in, say, um, an industry that is currently threatened. Meaning, if this quarantine were to extend, right? Extend, and some epidemiologists and virologists, which by the way, I don't listen to anybody but those guys because they actually know what's going on. Everybody else has skin in the game. Um, these guys, they're just telling the truth. So the, vi- the, the virologists and the epidemiologists are saying we could be facing quarantines up to two years to get on top of this, right? 18 months to two years. Wow. If that is true, and here's, here's what smart people do. They plan for every eventuality. They don't, you know, just because you may subscribe to one like bias doesn't mean you shouldn't prepare for all of the biases, right? Like you have to, if you're smart, you're always, you know, um, thinking in probabilities and thinking in possibilities and black swans and blood and all this stuff. And so, if truly, if what the scientists are saying is true, if it very well could be up to two years that we are quarantined, then many industries as we understand them today will no longer exist. If you are in a job like that, then you need to act yesterday. You need to begin to 
take inventory, take stock of your current skills, expertise, training, uh, interests, hobbies, etc. right? Really get a good, and I mean it, take out a piece of paper and a pen and start, you know, I know how to play hockey. I know how to uh, cook a great uh, lasagna. I know how to teach people how to lose weight. I know how to um, teach people to, to do like really cool formulas on Excel. Like, I don't know how to do formulas on Excel. Like I'm, a, I'm an idiot when it comes, like I can't even, it's not getting into it. Like my brain works in Word. My brain does not work in Excel. So like I can teach people Excel. I can teach people to speak Spanish. Like I can, whatever skill set. You know, you can build model train sets. I, I don't know what it is, but whatever skills that you need to be taking an inventory of them on one side of the paper. On the other side of the paper, you need to be taking an inventory of what does the world desperately need right now? What do they need? Like, if you know how to teach people how to make great videos and get them up on YouTube so that they themselves can possibly earn some money from YouTube, like, oh my gosh, that's a skill you can teach people. Here's how to monetize your skills on YouTube. Go. Like, that's a very valuable thing you can teach people, right? So I want you to look at what do I know versus what does the world need right now? I, hey guys, we're all going to need haircuts in a, in a week. Are you a barber? Are you a salon owner? Are you a hairstylist? Get on YouTube right now or create your own course teaching all the rest of us plebs how to cut our own damn hair. Like, right? Like, like women are going to need to put like, like fingernails, like, like all the things. Like think about all the things that we go to salons for or go to barbershops for out into the world for like, we're all going to get tired of eating quarantine food. Somebody's going to need to make a cooking show around here. Like we're all going to learn how to cook like all this stuff, right? We're going to need to learn how to do more with less, teach people how to make things last. There's so many things that the world needs right now. I know people right now killing it, like making a killing online. You know why they're teaching personal trainers how to teach their clients on zoom. These personal trainers have been going to a gym every day, working with their clients. Now the gym's closed. Nobody can go to the gym and they're like, Oh crap, I can't make money. No, yes, you can. You can hold group fitness programs with zoom and literally lead them from home and monetize it. So like people are teaching personal trainers how to do this. So, so do you have skills that you can weirdly combine to help people in their moment of need? That's what I would say. Where your skill sets and the world's needs overlap is where magic happens. So I tell people to put on their opportunity goggles and start looking for that. That's if you're, you know, and really two pieces of advice. This is one piece of advice for, for two groups of people, for entrepreneurs and people who are, who are in a threatened industry or have just lost their job or whatever it is. And the other piece of advice is for all that is holy, do not jump from thing to thing. Focus, 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 focus. One thing, pick your one thing and go so hard, it's unreasonable. And I promise you, you're gonna call me back in six months. You're gonna hit me up in the DMs and you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, Alex, I watched your interview on hindsight and you're not gonna believe it. I took your advice. I figured out like right here what I was good at. I figured out what the world needed. Found somewhere where I could like weirdly combine, like, like I, I had, you know, my ideas had like idea sex and they had an idea baby and I had this idea baby and oh my God, and it happened and here we are. And I focused on it. I didn't do anything else. I didn't look left. I didn't look right. And here we are six months later and I am recession proof. That's, um, that's what I want. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that was all amazing. And I know people listening right now are like, I love her. Where do I get more of Alex? 
I want to follow Alex. I ah, so fun. Uh, I believe she's, I, I said this earlier in the show, I truly believe you're going to change thousands of people's lives online. Uh, I know you already have, but I, I already know it's going to happen. So can you tell the listeners where to connect up with you course, and your group to get all the value that I know you're giving? Of to course. Me? Come on down, hang out with us at Digital Marketing Hacks for Online Entrepreneurs Facebook group. That is a mouthful, so I will say it again. It is the Digital Marketing Hacks for Online Entrepreneurs Facebook group, lovingly known as the DMOs by our acronym. Um, and... <laughs> We're a bunch of 12 year olds and we I think it's it. really funny. I yeah, no, it. we think it's hysterical. So um, yeah, come on down, hang with us. We're one big happy family. We love newbies. We love experienced people. We don't judge. We support you like no question is stupid. We just want everybody to win. So um, come hang out with us. It's a free Facebook group and we would be just more than happy to have you in our world. All right, Alex. So first of all, or last of all, your energy is infectious. Like, oh, thank you. When I met you in, at Funnel Hacking Live, you're you know maybe five three, five four, like small. But your energy, your presence, everything about you says the biggest person in the room, oh, and everyone uh, is, is so just amazing, lucky to have you in, in to be in your thank presence. You. So, thank, thank you for joining so us today. You've been amazing, didn't disappoint, and and really, it's been an honor. My pleasure, my absolute pet pleasure. And if, if we can just change one life off this thing, it will have been worth it, absolutely. Oh man, everyone, I truly hope you got everything out of that that I know I did, because Alex is a powerhouse. I've, I enjoyed all of it, Corey. I mean, just to kind of pick her brain for that hour was phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, if, if we, anybody that wants to go and figure out how you can become an overnight success, it only took 14 years for her, but you follow her guidelines, then it, it can be much quicker for you. So uh, definitely, I mean, Alex, energy, love, support, she had it all. Yes, absolutely. And as always, two takeaways. Never give up because you never know how close you are and when she made the biggest impact was when failure wasn't an option. Now, I'm not saying completely burn the boats and go all in. What I'm saying is have the mindset that failure is not an option. Pretend you have no other, other options so you can have that drive that won't allow you to quit. And then the second one is focus and managing your focus and really focusing on that one thing. Don't squirrel. Understand what you want to do. Focus on that. Run towards that. And you will make more steps quicker by just focusing on that one thing. So true, Ron. So true. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, to, and tune in on our next show when we bring in the host of the Think Different Theory podcast, Mr. Josh Forty. Yeah, I cannot wait. And, and we're kind of flipping up the schedule a little bit since everyone's at home. Uh, we thought we would uh, add a Wednesday show. Yeah, got to bring all these wonderful guests to the light for everyone. And then uh, definitely everyone, go to Hindsight Hacking and find us on Facebook. And once again, thank you for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.